Well, thank you for joining us on Inside EMS once again. Today's Inside EMS podcast is sponsored by FirstNet, built with AT&T. FirstNet uses the latest technology to keep your lines of communication and data open to help you respond faster, smarter, and safer. And I am excited to be here with you once again. We're going to call this the COVID edition of the Inside EMS podcast as I sit here again with my second bout of COVID in the past couple of years. But here's a man whose immune system can attack squirrels in the backyard. Our good friend, Kelly Grayson, KG, what's going on? Oh, not, not too different from, from you right now, man. The, this, this week, the squirrels fought back. <laughs> I had our, um, our uh, EMS week uh, crawfish boiling staff meeting uh, last Thursday. And uh, about 24 hours later, I'm not, I'm not linking it to the crawfish I ate. Uh, I came down with about a viral gastroenteritis that um, let's just say it's a heck of a weight loss program. That <laughs> kept me, uh, kept me out of, uh, out of the loop for most of the weekend. So I'm just now getting over it. Well, you got to stay, make sure you stay hydrated when it comes to. Uh, oh yeah, man. Lots and lots and lots of Gatorade sitting on the couch and, and eating popsicles and watching television and afraid to move suddenly. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, uh, I can't trust anything that's coming out of the back end. No, no. So, uh, <laughs> Kelly, I think we got a great little show. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think is always interesting is, uh, you know, when authors decide to take the next steps and develop the things that are in their mind, right? I mean, I think everyone yeah. has a book title in them. Mm-hmm. And I say that in my coaching practice, I always get people to think about what would their book title be? And if you know what your book title is, go ahead and put it on the uh, Facebook page. Go ahead and email us at the show at ems1.com. I just like to know it because you could always, you know, tell people, you know, I'm working on my book and here's the title. And, uh, but if you ever want to do that, but I've had the opportunity to interview a lot of great authors on my podcast, the ultimate leadership podcast. I appreciate EMS one for playing some of those uh, ultimate leadership shows on their website. And I am uh, very grateful for that. But Kelly Grayson, you again have authored the latest work called Perspectives, Volume 1 by Kelly Grayson. And of course, there are some selected other authors in there as well. And basically, this is kind of an anthology. And I'm, I'm going to let you set it up and, and kind of, but I want to explore this because one of the things that I think is really interesting is I enjoy your style of writing. I enjoy your entertaining style of writing, you know, your humor. And I think one of the benefits of your work is knowing you you can understand the um, the personality in the writing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think the people who don't know you uh, as well as I do, or the people who have interacted with you, that they're still entertained by your writing, but it, it kind of increases yeah. the entertainment by understanding who the author is. And that's why I love to interview authors. But so in this book, Perspectives, Volume 1, you can't really get anything from a title. But mm-hmm. uh, what does uh, this book represent? Well, I, it it started out as a blogging experiment back in the heydays of the blogosphere when when uh, my blog uh, A Day in the Life of the Ambulance Driver was was one of the more popular EMS blogs on the internet, uh, and I started a uh, a collaborative writing experiment with uh, a couple of friends, uh, the uh, the nurse I was dating at the time, Barbara Jackson, and a good friend of mine named Matt Guest, who is a cop in northeast uh, in uh, northeast Texas. And we were we were discussing one day how how the the same call 
or the same patient can look so different from different uh, from when viewed from another perspective uh, and how everybody brings their own experiences and their own perceptions to a particular call. So, uh, and, and I had known that I've read news articles about calls that I've run and, and the uh, journalists, so-called journalists uh, take on things was, was uh, about 180 degrees uh, the other direction from reality. So I knew that perspectives could be really skewed. So we started a blogging experiment and we, we decided we would write about a composite patient, uh, meaning that, that uh, we, would, we would take a patient uh, that one of us had, had run uh, and then the, the other two of us would re- weave our stories around that, uh, infusing it with, with our real-life perspectives on similar calls. So uh, the, the stories had to be modified a little bit, but they were all, uh, all our reactions, all our perceptions, all our, uh, our uh, emotions that we, we uh, experienced during that call came from real-life events. And uh, we called it Perspectives. Uh, the first one was published on uh, July the 27th, 2007. So it's, it's 15 years old now. I feel so old reading that date and, and reading how long ago that was. And uh, it went viral, uh, Chris. It was before viral was a word. It, it, it uh, spawned hundreds of thousands of page views between the three blogs, uh, uh, hundreds of, of backlinks, and uh, a couple of PSAs filmed. The first one we did was uh, for a, a drunk driving accident. Uh, and uh, a couple of people asked us for the, uh, for the rights to do a, a drunk driving PSA based upon that, and, and they did those. And uh, we did another one uh, a few months later with uh, another cop friend and Barbara and I. And it was an interesting, one of the coolest uh, writing collaborations I've ever done. I always wanted to revisit it. And now that I've, I've got a pretty extensive social media following uh, and, and a wide friends network, I hit up some of my friends to continue the perspectives uh series and we came up with not only enough stories for one volume we came enough came up with enough for two volumes so uh the first one just got rolled out the last week or so yeah i mean that sounds very interesting and i think we all have different perspectives when it comes to the work that we do it'd be interesting as well kelly to think about the perspectives of what we're thinking that the other people are doing and come to find out that's not what they're doing at all right but so let me ask you this. I mean, you talk about 2007, right? And now mm-hmm. you're talking about 2022, but what, why today? I mean, what was it about this time that made you sit down at the, at the computer to say, all right, it's time to get the, uh, you know, dust this patient off, the, a composite patient off and get the uh, band back together and make this happen. What was the catalyst for that? Um, uh, therapy. Uh, not, not so much formal therapy, but, but informal therapy. Uh, I've, I've, you know, you know, uh, I've been dealing with, uh, depression and, uh, have uh, been dealing with some anger issues that I'm getting therapy for. And, uh, I realized that, uh, you know, some of the, the, uh, happiest moments where I was creating something, uh, and, and writing, and it's hard to write when you're depressed, uh, as our editors at EMS One well know <laughs> from me from my sporadic output. Uh, but the best way to, to defeat writer's block is to write something. 
uh, and just hammer it out. And the best way to to uh, help get out of your depression is to create something beautiful. So uh, that's what I set myself to doing. Um, and uh, I've uh, I've really dove into the writing for the last two or three months. Uh, and I've gotten some some contributions to other book anthologies out there. And and the the other thing was is I really you know, I've got uh, a pretty extensive list of, of friends who are talented. Uh, they're, they're, uh, well-spoken. Uh, they, they, you can tell from interacting with them, even on the internet, that, that they're passionate about what they do and, and they, they approach their careers with uh, a depth of, uh, emotion and, uh, and commitment to them and no one knows their names. And I figured that that if I could get some of them noticed and their names known uh, and give them their shot at, at being published, uh, that we would do that. So uh, I invited uh, a bunch of them to to volunteer and had enough volunteer that we had enough stories for for two anthologies. I thought it was going to be one big one until I went to a literary conference last month and they said, Ooh, that's, that's two volumes, Hoss. You need to, you need to really break that up into two volumes. So uh, we've got volume one out and uh, it's got some, some healthcare and public safety uh, authors that you've never heard of before that are uh, supremely talented. And they did a, a bang up job with these, with these collaborations. Yeah. So in the literary world, do they still use the word Hoss? So no, that's not my next question. That's not my next question. So Kelly, before we I, 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 before we get into the you know the meat of this, and I do want to ask you specifically about you know the patient and so on, but I still like to get a little bit of background. So you're sitting there, right? And you're writing about this patient, mm -hmm. and you're writing about the experience, and you talk about therapy, and I think this is one of the things. This is really really important that we don't do an EMS when we talk about reflection of how we ran the call and the medicines that we gave and what we should have seen and those types of things. But, you know, you talk about therapy and I'm sure as you're writing this, you must've felt, you know, a weight that came off you, or, mm -hmm. you know, you may have it's felt, cathartic, yeah. you know, kind of you, into the moment. But I, I guess my question really goes to this. Was there an aha moment where you took your fingers off the keyboard and you kind of pushed yourself away and you just had to sit back at your, in your chair and say, Oh man, that really happened. Oh Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were, especially in this one. I, I contributed my part to, I think, three stories in this, in this volume and, and uh, a couple of three in, in the next volume. And, uh, and some of them are, um, are autobiographical. The, the last, uh, the closing story in Perspectives Volume 1 is a, a negative balance in the emotional bank account. And um, I, without getting into too much detail, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, Hemingway said that uh, writing is easy. You just sit at the typewriter and bleed. Uh, and uh, yeah, had to pause, had to pause several times because uh, um, self-reflection uh, and, and what you were going through and what you were experiencing, what you, uh, what you put other people through uh, in that story uh, kind of hits you hard. So it was not pleasant to write about but I think it was extremely necessary to write about. Uh, it was cathartic, uh, helped me process a, a bunch of uh, emotions that are uh, both healthy and unhealthy. And um, yeah, yeah, there were, there were tears in my eyes uh, uh, writing all three of these stories. So, uh, and I would imagine the other author, authors felt the same as uh, the same way. Uh, I, I gave them one specific uh, instruction. I said, keep it real. 
Uh, I don't want any sugar coated. Uh, look at look at what what uh, healthcare heroes we are. Uh, see how wounded I am and love me and, and try to paint EMS or emergency nursing or being an ER physician or a cop in the, in the best possible light. Uh, I wanted it real emotions and, and what they were thinking. So uh, a good bit of it is dark. It is profane, um, but it's, uh, but it's a, a, a fascinating peek into the minds of the people uh, that that work in in emergency medicine and in public safety, and uh, I think they did a great job with it. Very interesting, and I, I'm looking forward to learning more about it. And I hope that there's a signed copy in the mail. And no, I won't oh, yeah, buy man. it. I won't buy oh, it. Yeah. No, I won't buy it. So uh, I'll, I'll I'm not contributing to, you. to your retirement. So, but uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and take a quick break, Kelly. Let's go ahead and do our mid show read, and then we come back. I got some more questions for you, kind of focusing on this process. And maybe we could hear a little bit about uh, some of the things that are coming up in the book. But uh, let's go ahead and go to our mid-show read. All right, let's do that. Everyone in EMS deserves a reliable communication network like FirstNet built with AT&T. Your fellow public safety professionals at more than 19,500 agencies nationwide rely on FirstNet to make sure they have the connectivity and data they need to care for patients. And FirstNet is now offering increased coverage in rural and tribal areas. So whether you're looking for an individual plan or an agency-wide solution, you can join FirstNet and check out their limited-time special offers at FirstNet.com. All right. <clears throat> Back again with the author, Kelly Grayson. The author, the speaker, the... I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to correct you. I'm, I'm the, mainly, I am the editor and cat herder of this or the collector. You are now. You, you uh, just said you had to sit down and write. So you wrote. I did. I, and, I, and I contributed to to uh three stories in this book um but man the the other guys uh my other authors uh men and women that helped me with this uh, are by far the stars of this book there there are 12 people uh i think 12 people that uh that contributed to volume one that that uh uh, put their heart on the page as well, including a couple of uh, a couple of EMS one columnists that we we know and love, Ruben Farnsworth, and um, yeah. uh, in the uh, in the next volume, Michael Morse will have nice. have a story in there. I know who's not in it, Chris Ceballero, but uh, that's well, okay. Chris Ceballero will be in volume three, man. If that's can, all right. If you man, can write right. with some no. some depth and emotion, you're welcome. What do you mean if I could write with? I'm all depth and emotion. <laughs> I'm all heart, man. <laughs> How could you say? All right. Anyway, let's get back to the, you know, and certainly I'm happy for your hap um I'm excited for your uh, success. So certainly I don't need to be part. I'm just teasing you. You know that, but. Um, oh, and I didn't mean to leave you out. I, I really would like you to contribute. That's not uh, you know, smoke up your maybe, backside. Maybe next time. But, um, you know, one of the things that you talk about, which is really interesting for authors and, and, I, and I've talked to a lot of, I've talked to a lot of business authors, right? And really, it's it's talking about the science of their, um, you know, their presentations of what they do. So their science of leadership is what people put into the work, right? And, you know, yeah. you talk about it that you gave just a little bit of direction that says, keep it real. And you kind of gave yeah. us before we went to the break of a little bit of that oversight uh, to say what we can expect. But but did you censor at all? I mean, did you have to? I mean, Kelly, we know the business, right? We, you talk oh, yeah. about You talk about it being dark. And there are some things that we see and there are some things that we do and there are some things that we, you know, interact with that are truly we can't talk about at the dinner table. So even though you yeah. said, keep it real, did you have to censor some? Uh, I, I had to censor slightly 
and I and I emphasize slightly. I had to censor slightly one story. Uh, I censored Ruben's story because Ruben's story came out uh, crispy. <laughs> his his outlook in that particular call was was pretty crispy. Uh, he he contributed the medics part of a pointless resuscitation where we are called to to resuscitate a DNR patient uh, and and you know commit the obscenity of of trying to resuscitate someone that did not want that and could not benefit from that. And you, you know what kind of emotional toll that takes on us to beat on someone's body to no, to no uh, purpose. And uh, his, his part was pretty dark. Um, but I didn't really have to remove or, or censor all that much. It was very, very little. Uh, I just softened some of the parts. And um, aside from my writing in it, I think uh, I'm proudest of the of the fact that I was able to to help these guys weave these stories together. And most of them, they read each other's parts. They truly collaborated and then all sent me their final versions uh, separately. And uh, I was able to weave these stories together and they were able to weave these stories together. Um, and in the editing process, we retained their voice. So so what you're reading in Perspectives Volume 1 is is how these these healthcare and public safety professionals actually write? You know, we did a little structural editing. We did a little uh, we we did a little um, uh, proofreading and editing, and, and changed some some grammar and spelling stuff. You know, a little minor stuff that they do with our columns, um, but it still sounds like them. And and that's one of the things I'm proudest of is that these guys wrote deep, moving stories about patients that they'd had. Um, and they've never written professionally before. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm proudest of that, that I get to introduce these, uh, these talented people to, uh, to the literary world. Yeah. Well, again, I'm excited to read it. I think it's going to be a very, very good book, knowing the, you know, the kind of the, the aspects of from the ER nursing side, from the, you know, officer side, the police side, certainly from the EMS side. But let me ask you this question. I mean, one of the things that I love about these types of books that come out of our career field is that not only will it give a little bit of camaraderie to the people who do the job, both from the mm -hmm. nursing side, from the officer side, from the uh, EMS side, but I like to give these books to the people who want to understand what they do as well. Oh, yes, so, indeed. you know, so for the lay person who may not be an EMS or may not be a first responder, who may not be a uh, ER nurse, what do you think they're going to get out of this? I think they are going to be impressed with uh, uh, or, or dismayed at the emotional burden and toll that the work we do takes on us. Uh, but, but most of these stories have, have a, a, um, uh, a hopeful note to them, but some of them are pretty dark uh, and we have dark thoughts. We all do. Uh, and, and I think that, that uh, uh, the lay public that has never worked in an emergency department as a nurse and seen the, the, the things that they have to see and deal with the, the people they have to deal with, or the person who has never, like uh, like Mike Smirka, uh, physician who is, uh, if they've never had to do like a physician does and say stop when you're trying to resuscitate a child um, because you know that it's pointless when no one is willing to say the word stop and he has to be that person. Um, the kind of emotional burden and the psychological toll that takes on us 
will probably be the most jarring thing for lay people to read, but I think it will immensely increase their respect for public safety and healthcare workers. Um, I don't think anyone can read it and not realize uh, what what unique and uh, and wonderful people that it takes to to practice the professions that we work uh, that we we share. Very cool, very cool. So, you know, Kelly. You know, when you write a book, you do want to give a little bit of the information that's going on inside mm-hmm. to the listeners. You know, really, it's almost like when you buy an audio book, you know, you, you press a little bit to get a sample. I think we need a sample. I think we need to know a little bit of what's going on inside the book. So if you can give us, I know that there's multiple stories. If you can mm-hmm. kind of give us maybe just an overview of one of the stories and then maybe what you learned from the police or the ER side that really kind of gave you a different perspective. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll pick one story out in, in particular. Uh, it's called The Price of Addiction, and it's uh, collaborated by an ER nurse named an EMT named Wendy Heath, a paramedic from Atlanta named Brad Jones, and uh, R.J. Bean, the uh, creator of the Rescue Humor blog and uh, a pretty talented writer himself. And R.J. is a, is a cop uh, slash firefighter or former firefighter, now a full-time cop. And when I thought of this story and, and the, the uh, scorn that people heap on, on uh, drug addicts and, and uh, people with chemical dependency and that sort of thing, I, the first person I thought to, to seek out was uh, Bradley Jones. Uh, Brad sent me a book. Uh, we met on the Internet um, years ago when uh, I corrected him on something on an EMS forum on Facebook. And uh, he uh, he snapped back with, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> and I just said, I'm just a dude. And then he uh, apparently went and Googled me and, and, and private messaged me apologizing. And I was like, dog, you don't have to apologize, man. It's, it's, you know, we have a difference of opinion and I don't, uh, I don't share yours, but that doesn't make me uh, a better person than you are. And, uh, it doesn't make me an expert. I've just done this and I have a different take on it. And, uh, but we struck up a friendship. And one of the things that impressed me most about Brad was he sent me a book that he wrote, called Sacrifice for a Diagnosis. And uh, it was it was a typical EMS novel, um, a lot of heart, uh, not a lot of craft in the very beginning, uh, but it was it was a fairly well-written book. But but in following Brad and, and, and list, watching his journey from afar and dealing with addiction, uh, uh, Brad's a recovered heroin addict uh, and has come close to, to dying several times. And this guy has clawed his way back from the brink multiple times. And now he's in a stable relationship with, uh, uh, with a, a healthy relationship with a loving girlfriend and he's put his life back on track and he's doing what he loves. And I mean, he's being the guy he always wanted to be. And, uh, I said, Brad needs to write the medic portion of, of the price of addiction. And he wrote a pretty damn powerful and moving story about working an, an overdose and, uh, and, and seeing himself in the face of the, the guy he was resuscitating. And, and RJ chimed in and Wendy chimed in with their own perspective of, of having dealt with uh, having uh, had coworkers who were, um, who were addicted to, to medications and, and, uh, and uh, let, that, let that ruin their careers and some who bounced back from it. And um, it's just a very powerful, moving story, but that's only only one of them, you know, and, and uh, those uh, 
that one in particular kind of kind of stands out to me uh, beyond the ones that that I was personally involved with that I that I helped to write. Uh, but um, yeah, that one that one you'll have to read uh, read all of them though. There's there's some great perspective from you know you, you get a peek behind the scenes of when you say something to an ER nurse or a cop and they kind of roll their eyes or or they they decided, okay, yeah, um, whatever you said, you know, but they have their own take on it. You get a peek in the, into their their mind working uh, on this particular call as well. It's pretty uh, instructive. Very cool. So if people want to put their hands on this, Kelly, what's the best way that they can do that? Um, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, it is, uh, it's available on Kindle. Uh, Kindle Unlimited, which is the the free uh, the the free unlimited Kindle library app, uh, available in uh, soft cover and in within the next few days hardcover. It's called Perspectives Volume One, and I'll read the uh, I'll read the epigram to you so you guys know what it's uh, what it's all about. Following events are not fictional, but they may have happened at different times with different patients at different places. Each one of the authors has had patients just like these in situations just like those described. If you want to know what it's like to live a day in the life of a paramedic or a cop or a nurse or a doctor, join us for the story because it's the same story on the same night with the same people. This is what we do and working with people like these is part of the reason we do it. And that is Perspectives Volume 1 and Volume 2 should be out within uh within a month or so at the at the beginning of july but we thank you guys for listening to us today and uh we'd like to hear your perspectives if you uh thought of of turning your hand to writing and you've got a powerfully emotionally uh um resonating call that that uh struck you in your career i'd like to hear about it and maybe get you to collaborate with us on the the next volume but for myself and co-host chris sabalero Thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We're going to catch you guys next week.